कभी कभी मेरे दिल में ख्याल आता है कभी कभी मेरे दिल में ख्याल आता है Good morning everybody. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Dr. Hena's Ladies Hour on Radio Sangam. You're listening to 107.9 FM. This is my second show on here. I'll be here every Sunday 10 till 11 talking about health and other issues. The focus is on women, but some of the things I'll talk about will be relevant to men as well. So please don't switch off. I We'll actually have a message for some of the men listening later on as well so please stay with me you don't want to miss that The first thing I'd like to say is just thank you to everybody who gave me feedback last week um you've all been so lovely thank you so so much So today I'm going to be talking about something that may upset some of you. Uh it's an important topic though and it's one that's close to my heart. Uh the subject is cancer. So during the week I have had uh, a few people that have messaged me and said ask me if I can speak Urdu and if I if I can if I would uh, say some of the important points in Urdu. Um the answer is yes I can speak in Urdu and um zarur jo bhi kuch important cheez hai main Urdu mein bhi bata sakti hu to jab main kis important cheez mein baat karne lagungi na main keh dun ki ke main Urdu mein baat karne lagi hai aur ye important cheez hai so that's no problem for me So I mean the topic cancer it, it's far more content than I can bring to you in one hour. So I've actually decided um once I started looking into this and thinking about what I wanted to say that I would do more than one show on cancer and make it into a kind of series really. And this will be spread out um over the coming weeks to months so not every week but just you know once in a while I'll do a show on cancer. Today uh specifically I want to talk about cancer screening. So we've got three screening programs in the UK, uh breast, cervical and bowel screening and today I'm going to concentrate on two of them, the breast and the cancer uh, the breast cancer and the cervical cancer screening. With regards to the bowel cancer, I am going to mention that on another a uh, show so I'm hoping that people that are listening to me will carry on listening to my shows um and I will bring some information about that later if you want to message me throughout this show um I'll give you the number now and I'll give it again in a few minutes so uh, it's a whatsapp service so if you want to whatsapp the number is 07 444 155 I'll tell you a bit later how you can contact me during the week when I'm not doing the show which some of you have really done this week so thank you for that and I'm actually going to read out a couple of messages that people have sent me during the week um so that will be kind of in the later half of the show right so now 
I'd like you, uh, like I said last week, go and get a cup of tea, coffee, sit down, relax, use this one hour to just chill out on a Sunday morning with me. Um, I'm going to play a song, so when I come back, I want you all to be just chilled out, relaxed and listening. Cancer has touched the lives of so, so many people. All of the songs that I'll play in this show and any shows about cancer are dedicated to the people um, who are suffering from cancer, have gone through cancer, and the people that have lost their lives through cancer. You are listening to Dr. Henna's Ladies Hour on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. I'll just give you the studio number again if you want to WhatsApp in 07. Four 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 two I did say I'm going to talk about cancer in future shows um, but I did ask people last week and on my social media this week if they wanted me, uh, if they wanted to ask me any questions and I did get some questions in so before I talk about the cancer screening which is what I want to focus this show on um, I will answer a couple of the questions that I got asked by more than one person so a couple of brave people messaged me and asked me if I can actually just describe what cancer is. Um, and that's something that I wasn't going to do initially. But I think it's very brave of somebody to ask me that question. And of course, people, a lot of people have heard this word and they might not know what that means. So I've done a brief definition. Uh, I'm hoping that that kind of helps explain things a little bit. So cancer is when abnormal cells divide in an uncontrolled way. When this growth multiplies, it turns into a ball or a mass of cells, and that's what we call a tumour. And then some of these bits of the tumour, they can actually go to other parts of the body, and that's what's metastases, that's what's called metastases. So when you hear people talking about metastatic disease, that's what that means. That means there's a cancer that started in one place of the body, and it's gone to somewhere else. Why am I so passionate about talking about cancer and spending, you know, lots of time on other shows talking about cancer? That's because the current evidence shows one in two of us here in the UK, you haven't heard me wrong, one in two people at some point in their lifetime will get cancer. So that's what the evidence is showing now. This is why it's extremely important for us to talk about these issues. The other question that I got asked a lot is, uh, Doctor, what symptoms do I get with cancer and what do I need to look out for? Now, for me, that's a really hard question to answer because actually there's over 200 different types of cancer and the main ones I'll be covering over the shows that I do. I wanted to give a kind of concise answer, really, um, something that people would understand and, and not, not to give too much information to make it confusing. So... My advice would be, if you notice any change in your body that doesn't go away, see your doctor. So if you notice any lump, bump anywhere, if you're bleeding from somewhere that you shouldn't be bleeding from, if you've got any weight loss, if you start feeling tired, if you've got changes in your bowel habits, if you've got changes in your urine habits, swallowing problems, lots of mouth ulcers in the mouth that are not getting better, if you're losing your appetite, if you've got a persistent cough, if you've got any pain anywhere that's not explained, okay, all of these could be symptoms of something fine, but it could be cancer. So my advice 
to those people is if you're worried about anything at all, just see your doctor. Nobody, no doctors will mind. I don't mind when patients come to see me and say, I'm not sure if I should be worried. You know, I'd rather reassure somebody that doesn't have cancer than for somebody that does have symptoms of cancer to sit at home and not want to come and see me. So the most common uh, cancer in the UK is breast cancer Uh, and this actually affects over 55,000 people. I'm going to say people because uh, something may be quite shocking for some people. Breast cancer can happen to men as well. So it's not very common. It's only around about around about up to 1%. Um, but that means 1 in 100 uh, of you uh, men, uh, um, of uh, people with breast cancer, it'll be men. So it's 150 people that are diagnosed with breast cancer every single day in the UK. Isn't that huge? 15% of newly diagnosed cancers are breast cancer. One in seven women, so we all know seven women, don't we? So one in seven women will get breast cancer. I think that's kind of a huge number and these are huge numbers here. Before I talk about the the screening for breast cancer, I'm just going to talk through some of the symptoms and I will speak, uh, mention them in Urdu as well, um, just so our Asian listeners, because I know it's predominantly Asian people that listen to this show, just so you can understand as well the sort of things that you should be looking out for. So the symptoms of breast cancer are any new lump or thickening in the breast tissue, any lump in the armpit, okay? So, lump agar aapke breast tissue mein ya wo skin mein ya, ya bagal mein. Any change in shape or size of the breast. So, agar aapke breast ke shape or size change hua. Any skin changes of the breast itself. So, any redness, anything that looks like scarring, anything that looks like, it might even look like eczema or anything like that. So, if your skin is a skin is different, if your red is red, any fluid leaking from the nipple, um, I'm not talking about pregnant ladies or ones that are breastfeeding, you know, that's different. Um, but if you notice anything like that, so all of these can be signs of breast cancer. So, what what screening do we offer here in in the uk so women aged between 50 and 70 years old um that can be different in some areas they can go down a little bit and up a little bit but in most places it's women aged between 50 and 70 they're invited every three years to go to something called breast cancer screening and this is where you have something called a mammogram which is like a scan of your breasts and This is the important bit, ladies. The mammograms will pick up a breast cancer before you can see anything, before you can feel anything. Cancers that are still small to see. That's why it's so important because you might not know that you've got a breast cancer coming and then you go for screening and then the the screening will pick up uh, that there's a cancer there and then you can have it treated. You can have it treated before you even knew what what the problem was. So 
So ladies, I'm going to talk to you about how to examine the breasts. Um, I know that some men might feel a bit uncomfortable about this, but I think it's really important, so I'm still going to say it. So, when you are getting undressed, ladies, so the next time you get undressed, if you've never done a breast examination before, it's something quite simple. Uh, you should be doing it around about once a month, maybe, something like that. Lie down. Well, before you do that, actually, just have a look at your breasts. Have a look in the mirror at your breasts. See if you can see anything that looks abnormal. So all of the changes that I said before, anything that looks funny on the skin, any skin changes, does one of them look different to the other one? Does the nipple look different on one side to the other? Once you've had a look, have a lie down. Now, it doesn't really matter in what order you feel around, but what you want to do is use the pads of your fingers, so the ends of your fingers, and either use a circular motion, starting from the outside in or the inside out, it doesn't matter, as long as you're doing feeling around the whole breast tissue. So what you want to do is you want to do it so you know when or if it starts to feel different. Okay. Ladies, I describe that you should examine your breast. So if you have a lump bump, then you will know that there is something wrong or something wrong. Then you can go to the doctor. If you have seen something wrong, you will not feel wrong. If you then have a feel into the armpit as well, okay, so as I said before, you can get bumps, lumps in the armpit and that could be a sign of breast cancer as well. So that's what you need to do. You need to measure, you need to feel all the way around both breasts. You need to measure right into the armpit. You need to have a look. You can move different positions. So you can put your arms up behind your head um, to, to move the breast in different areas and you can see, does anything look any different, anything weird? My most important point is, yeah, do your breast examination, but ladies, go for your breast screening, okay? Just the number again to WhatsApp in 07444202155. Thank you, Nasreen, for your message. Um, and a couple of other messages coming through. Thank you. Um, I'm going to play a song now. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about cervical cancer and cervical cancer screening. Asalaamu Alaikum. Hello, ladies. So... And men, sorry, I'm going to talk to men in a minute, actually. So wait there, stay there, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Radio Sangam, 107.9 FM. I'm Henna, Dr. Henna's Ladies Hour on Sunday mornings, every Sunday mornings. WhatsApp on 07444 Thank you so much for the messages that are coming through. Um, I'll try to actually reply to them uh, while the songs are playing. So cervical cancer... Why am I talking about that one? It's not actually one of the common cancers in the UK, so it's not even in the top 10. However, it affects 3, 000, around about 3,200 ladies will be diagnosed every year in the UK with cervical cancer. That's nine women every day, okay? Nine women every day. 
We have a screening programme for cervical cancer in the UK. This screening programme will pick up your cervical cancer before the cells have even turned into cancer. This is a free service that's provided for the NHS. Just let me tell you again, this is a completely preventable cancer. If you have been for your screening, yes, if you've been for your screening, the test will show the cells before they even turn into cancer. That's the beauty of this screening program. Every woman between the age of 25 to 64 is invited to screening. You will get messages, you'll get letters from your GP. I work in a GP practice, I know. Um, we send reminders to patients to come in. Between the ages of 25 to 49, you should go for cervical screening every three years. Between the ages of 50 and 64, you should go every five years. Now, you can actually request to go at other times if you're worried or if we're worried about things. Um, and the, the screening is called the smear test, so that's what you might know it as. This, the, the, the cervical screening, it takes just a few minutes, ladies, and actually... The reason that I'm talking about it and I, I, I decided to talk about this particular thing in my first kind of show about cancer is because I read something, I've read something recently that really worries me. So the number of ladies that don't go for the screening, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of appealing, not appealing, but just talking to you South Asian ladies, you know, I'm from a South Asian family. 11% of white women don't go for their screening. I'm not really surprised about that because that's kind of what I would expect, 1 in 10. 62% of Pakistani women don't go for their screening. 62% of you. 66% of Indian ladies don't go for their screening. 71% of Bangladeshi ladies don't go for their cervical screening, their smear test. Those are huge numbers, ladies. This is a completely preventable cancer if you go for your smear test. That's why I'm talking about it today. That's why I'll talk about it again. That's why I've been involved in an initiative by Yorkshire Cancer Research called Wise Up to Cancer, where we're trying to get women to talk about their problems, why, why they don't go for screening, try to encourage them to come for screening. What I did in the last week was to try and talk to some ladies myself about why do you think people don't go? You know, what is it? What's the issue here? Some of them said they were embarrassed. Some of them said something that I was quite surprised. So the main cause of cervical cancer is a virus called the human papilloma virus. That won't mean anything to you, but it's abbreviated to HPV. Ladies think that if they've only been with one partner, that they won't get this virus. Yeah, so a lot of Asian women that they've been married to one man um, and they've been with one man all their life, oh, it's not going to happen to me. No, that's wrong. Okay, it can happen. I've, I've seen Asian ladies that get cervical cancer. This is wrong information. Whoever tells you this information, and this has really surprised me when I've been doing this research this week. The other issue is ladies that may not be able to speak English that don't understand uh, how important it is. I understand that rates might have been down over the past couple of months with the current pandemic, but actually cervical cancer screening only stopped for about six weeks and 
in my practice, in other people's practice, my colleagues, we're still doing it and everything's done in a really safe way. So, I'm talking about Urdu. So, no ladies have been cervical cancer. The main cause is a virus. And I have heard that ladies think that I can't get virus, I can't get cancer. So, this is wrong information. You can't get cancer. You can't get I'm now, when I said I'm going to appeal to the men, okay, so my kind of next little comment is for the men that are listening and I'll tell you the reason why. Because this last week I've been trying to think, you know, what are we doing wrong? You know, we've been kind of trying to encourage these women to go for these screening tests and, you know, the numbers are still down and I've been talking about this for a while, so what's going on here? So what I thought was, instead of talking to the women... I'm going to do something new here. I'm going to talk to you men. I know coming from a South Asian family, we're very close with our families. We like to do a lot of things together. We like to sit together and have meals. There's lots of love. There's lots of family. There's lots of love. There's lots of care. Men, why don't you ask your ladies, have you been for your screening? I've heard on the radio that it's really important. It could save your life. Why don't you ask your ladies, have you examined your breast today? Have you been for your breast screening? Do you understand the letter that's come through the post from your doctors? What does it say? Is it an appointment? Can you not go to your appointment? Are you busy looking after the kids? Can I look after the kids so you can go to your appointment? Can I help you with the day off work? Can I take you to your appointment if you don't drive? Can I come with you and stand outside so you can speak to the nurse who's going to do it in English to get consent if you don't speak? Okay, so men, I'm kind of talking to you and asking you to to play a role here. Uh, and I'm going to say something that I'm hoping will resonate with some of you. So, that if you save one life, it's like you saved the life of humanity. So if I told you something today and you went home and told your wife to go for her smear test and she has precancerous cells and those cells are treated, you've just saved her life. So even if you take nothing else from what I'm saying today, if you do that one thing, you know, for, for us as doctors, it's just absolutely amazing. So I'm kind of going with a new approach here and we'll see, we'll see. Um, message in if you, think, um, if you think that's a good idea to appeal to the men. So I'm going to play another song now. I've given a lot of information and talked quite a lot. Um, no, actually, before I do that, uh, one thing that I, I wasn't going to say, um, but actually I, th- I think it's really important, and it's just about the HPV vaccine. So the vaccine that's available, the HPV vaccine, is the vaccine that actually pr- uh, protects um, some people from actually getting the virus that causes this cancer. And the, the vaccine is now available um, to all children across the UK. So when your kids get asked uh, to take part in this vaccine, um, please say yes. It, it, it could save their life in the future. Um So another song now, um, and for the listeners who don't speak Hindi, um, a little part of this song says, well, I've translated it, but I'm not a very good translator, so bear with me, and um, don't, you don't need to message it if I get it wrong, but a little cu- couple of the words from this song. Uh, 
You have no complaint. I have no complaint, but the separation is still there. There's no relief, even with your memories. Morning, everyone. You're listening to Dr. Henna and Dr. Henna's Ladies Hour on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for the messages that are coming in. I am trying to reply to them. Because I talked about cervical and breast cancer, which are two women's cancers, I wanted to mention another cancer as well that affects women. Um, and that's to tie this show up nicely, really, um, with talking about the kind of what cancers I would associate with women. Uh, and this one is ovarian cancer. This uh, affects 7,500 uh, 7, women a year. It's the sixth most common cancer in women. I just wanted to talk very briefly about the symptoms that you should look out for. There's no screening program, unfortunately, for ovarian cancer. There's no test that's shown kind of to be effective. So it's really important that ladies know the sort of symptoms to look out for. So what that could be is feeling bloated when you didn't feel bloated before, feeling that your tummy's a bit swollen, discomfort in your pelvic area. Ladies, if you have any discomfort in your abdomen area, or swollen, or you have any problem in the toilet, or you have any problem in swelling notice in the abdomen, okay, these are all signs that could, could be, and probably not ovarian cancer, but could be. Um, I don't want to scare everybody, so actually 9 out of 10 people that we refer uh, for testing of could this be cancer when we send them to clinics at the hospital, 9 out of 10 it turns out not to be cancer, okay? So it doesn't mean that you've got cancer if you've got these symptoms, it just means that we'd like to see you please um, so we can test if it is or not. Talking of ovarian cancer, so as I said, um, I asked people on my social media to send me messages of stories and things like that. I have had the most wonderful conversation with a lady called Sunita. Sunita, I hope that you're listening. So I asked her to tell me about her story and Sunita's had ovarian cancer. She's about the same age as me. Maybe that's why it resonated with me so much. She sent me a piece of writing. So Sunita's a writer. Um, and when I give my details for my for my WhatsApp later, I'm going to share some of her details as well so people can read some of the other things that she's written. So she sent me something that she's named Madam Overy. And she's given me permission to share that a part of that with you. Um, so I'm going to read uh, a bit a bit of that. So this, this is uh, the stage because she writes more than this, but this is the point where she's had surgery for the ovarian cancer. She's been in hospital for, for weeks um, and now she's kind of in the, well, sort of recovery stage. So I'm going to kind of start off the writing from there. And Sunita, if you're listening, I hope that I do you justice. Now there was the grim threat of having to recover and leave hospital at some point, the sanctuary and safety of the gynaecology ward. When I was well enough over the arduous two-month confinement, I applied my war paint, my makeup and did my hair. It cocooned me lushly with glamour. It made me feel like me. Cancer was not me. It was decaying my body. The drips, the chest drains, the lung drains, the IVs, the meds, the painkillers, the sick balls and everything else was just too much. 
I avoided moving around at first. Then the physio began to help me. Slowly I was putting myself back together, able to shower, eat normally, apply makeup, do my hair. My body felt like a sickening stranger, abnormal, swollen and ruby bright stitches still in my belly. They started to dissolve in the shower. My belly button had been moved and I wasn't even told that my appendix had been removed. It was disturbing to learn of anonymous strangers prodding at my bits, my slimy organs, kidnapping them from me. I was transforming from a healthy, ignorant caterpillar into a medically embattled butterfly, Madame Ovary. The cancer was inside one ovary, the left side. I thought I was incorruptible. I developed a pretty dark sense of humour afterwards. Ovarian cancer had made itself quite at home in me. It was stage 1C, invasive type, beginning in the internal organ and producing something called mucin. Most, most of them like this are benign. Thankfully, I'm still fertile. After six months of grueling chemotherapy, I'm now having my eggs frozen soon. I have scans every three months to see if the cancer has returned. I'm still healthy and alive, re reinvigorated with hope, but fear, strength, mental and physical scarring. My fallopian tubes haven't been removed, and thankfully I didn't have the gene for ovarian cancer. I have been transformed. I feel like a broken pot that has been reattached and cemented in gold. This gilded joinery, kintsugi, the gold glint seams of my body and mind are now healing and transforming. So that was from Sunita. Sunita, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Uh, how brave of you to write about it. And, you know, the fact that she's still going through treatment um, and she's been happy to send me that writing and she's using writing as a form of relief, really. And uh, Sunita didn't know that I was going to say this bit, but you mentioned... Um, Kintsugi Sunita, which is um, if anybody's not heard of this, this is when you might have seen it when uh, they they have broken pots and then they put them together with gold and they say that um, the fact that it's been broken and put together in gold is it makes it look more beautiful. Now I've connected with Sunita this week and I've seen some of your pictures and she was really upset about losing her hair, but Sunita, I just want to tell you that you're just as beautiful. Um, with and without your hair okay and don't let anybody tell you any different the other message that I had um, that I wanted to share with you because I don't have much time um, is um, from my friend Jenny who's an oncologist and she said that uh, she even though she's been a, a cancer doctor for a while, she still feels really sad when she meets patients that come to her um, with advanced cancer uh, that uh, are basically late presentations of cancer. And, and sh she just wanted to kind of point that out, really, that, that that still makes her feel sad even after all this time. The most loveliest messages that I had were from people that talked about the support from other people when they've had cancer. I had one really sad message of a lady um, who didn't want me to talk too much about her story, but just wanted to share with me about a, a very close friend um, not being there for her during her cancer diagnosis. And that just made me feel so sad. 
but most of people said uh, that they had a lot of support and in fact I'm going to base another show a future so show around um, how to support people with a diagnosis of cancer how to support family members and how to support other people through it um So like I talked last week about how important uh, other women are in life, so I think friends are really important to being there for you when going through things like this. And um, I just wanted to mention how important friendship is to me. And I think we should all value our friends. We should all make time for our friends. Uh, I've got three friends in particular who I will be talking about at some point in more detail over the coming weeks. Uh, Sorry, girls, if you don't like that. Um, And we've seen the best and worst of each other. Um, Fazana, Tahina and Helen, um, thank you for being uh, my support system over the years. Um, oh, when I'm when I just talk about Tahina, I'm sorry. Last week, um, Tahina told me that her son Javier um, couldn't believe that he could hear me on the radio, and he said, "Is that really Hinakala on the radio?" Yes, Javier, it's really Hinakala on the radio. I'm going to tell a story about you, um, Javier, and you're older now, so it doesn't matter. You might feel a bit embarrassed, but nobody at school will know who I am. Um, when T, uh, T, I call her T, when T told Javier uh, about my pregnancy when I was having my little girl, um, she told him that um, Hinakala's got a baby in her belly, Hinakala's got a baby in her tummy, and he was really, really upset, um, and he said, why has Hinakala eaten a baby? Um, so that still makes me laugh now. This next song is for you, Sunita, and for my friends, and for... So I'm almost finished now. Um, last reminder, uh, important points. Ladies, check your breasts. Men, talk to your women about going for their screening. Ladies, get your screening booked. Let your children have the HPV vaccine. See your doctor if you're worried about anything. So how to contact me um, outside of the show. Um, so on Instagram, it's doctor.henna, H-E-N-N-A. And I got quite a few... Um, Instagram messages this week and I'm also on Twitter I'm trying to kind of use that a bit more uh, because it's a bit easier with messages and things and that's Henna H-E-N-N-A Anwar A-N-W-A-R on Twitter I want to say a quick thank you to the people that I spoke to uh, this week um, about what I was going to talk about and where I got information from and ideas about the show. So first of all, thank you to Radio Sangam and Kesa for giving me a platform to talk about these really important issues. Dr. Amy Tatham, who is a GP and a clinical director in maternity and women's health in Bradford. Um, thank you, Amy. Um, thank you to my friend, get, gets mentioned in a second show, Dr. Amy Khan, who is a GP, but he's also one of the driving forces behind the um, Wise Up to Cancer project that I talked about. And my friend Jenny Harrington who's an oncologist lots of information online I'll put stuff online uh, lots of uh, places you can get information from Yorkshire Cancer Research Cancer Research UK Macmillan are brilliant there's a brilliant site called the Joe's Trust um, which talks all about screening 
thanks to all the people who sent me their stories I couldn't even read them all out um, I'll try to feature them at some point thank you to all of you guys for listening Dr. Henna on WhatsApp Henna Anwar on Twitter I'm going to leave with a quote from Rumi who I told you last week was my favourite poet in the blackest of your moments wait with no fear my last song that's going to play is a song by uh, the great Dao Lakan, who was one of my dad's absolutely favourites. I don't know how much he's going to play before the next kind of stuff starts. So, guys, until next week, I wish you peace and good health. Allah Hafiz. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Peace and good health.